0: At over 100 miles, the is one of the longest, fastest-flowing and most scenic rivers in Scotland. It's also home to some of the most iconic distilleries in the world. Small wonder that whisky lovers from all over flock here for the annual Spiritus Speyside Festival. The festival is now 19 years old. From small beginnings, it has grown tremendously and now includes other speciality produce of the area, as the recently appointed festival manager John Blyth explains.
1: Speyside as a region is the biggest whisky-producing region in Scotland. However, it's also home to some of the finest Scottish produce, whether it be salmon, whether it be fish in general, whether it be venison, beef, you'll find it all. We've got some massive brands here, whether it be Baxter's or Walker's Shortbread, it's all here. How do you actually blend them all together because that in itself is a challenge oh absolutely but what better way to enjoy these produce than to pair them with a wonderful whiskey this year's
0: festival he insists is the largest ever with events to be found all across straths bay and they're very varied in what they offer
1: this year we have over 500 events from keith in the east to Forrest uh, forest in the, the west elgin in the north down to Aviemore Canousie in the south It's a a massive footprint and wherever you're staying across Speyside, you'll absolutely no doubt in my mind that there will be an event close by to you uh, that you can interact with. However, the transport infrastructure within Speyside as well, we've ensured that festival goers can enjoy an event in Elgin, but also get back down to Aberlour to enjoy their next one and so on and so forth. So whether it be buses, taxis, walking, bikes, whatever it may be, come one, come all, you can certainly get to, to your events.
0: Perhaps the most unusual is offered by Spirit of the Spey, set up by Dave Craig. My business is
2: canoeing and the River Spey is like a main artery, almost carrying the lifeblood of the whisky industry. And I just think it's wonderful that people can actually get a chance to paddle on what probably is Scotland's most beautiful river. It's ideal for paddling. And we paddle the river, then we have a nice lunch en route, and then at the end of it we have a, almost a virtual spade descent in terms of whiskies. So we start at the top end of the river in terms of whiskies and work our way down. So that day we paddle from Nakando, beside Tamdu Distillery, and we paddle on down, have the lunch at the Caron Bridge, and then end up by the lovely Telford Bridge at Craigellachie
0: for the whisky tasting. What he does is take groups of ten people in Canadian canoes on trips down the river, pointing out the distilleries they pass, telling the stories behind their creation and ending with a very special tasting. The trips are popular, if rather exclusive, but he acknowledges that when he first started, at least some people had doubts.
2: They are fairly upmarket, I mean no bones about that, and yes, I think in terms of the festival, and I think people raised an eyebrow when they heard that there was this who at that time, I mean, I've no real history of being involved in the core whisky industry. I've always been interested in the whisky industry. I love the culture of whisky. And over the piece, maybe the last uh, 10, 15 years, my knowledge of whisky has grown quite a lot.
0: His first trips were taken just six years ago with much smaller groups, but he's now become an established part of the festival.
2: The great thing is it's grown, and I understand that all my journeys this year are already full, whereas in the first couple of years I might have four or five or six people in each journey, whereas now I've got ten in all my journeys because the news has spread that a day with Spirit of This Spear River is worth doing. And I think because people do realise that they're very much getting a cultural experience, that they're passing distilleries on the way and then they're actually um, experiencing the different whiskies. They may go and visit a distillery and they may only get whiskies from that particular distillery, whereas through my trading partners on the river in the terms of this distillers that work with me, then I can actually offer people, I think I must have gotten different, different distillers that work with me.
0: Another recent arrival is a small, privately owned Speyside distillery, one of the most southerly in the area. It's been described by many people, Dave Craig included, as perhaps the most beautiful in Scotland. It's not normally open to the public, you can't just drive up and expect a tour. That is, if you can find it, it's not easy to locate. Oh, and the postcode is wrong. The distillery was hand-built over many years and for a long time its owners kept it a secret. However, it's changed hands and the new owners, John Harvey McDonough and his family, realised what an asset they had.
3: The the distillery was never involved in the festival up until four years ago when we requested to be involved. The festival brings in a very high quality of of people who are interested in Scotch whisky and want to discover new distilleries or, or new products. And we are, we think, the distillery to be discovered. We don't want to be hidden away forever. So this is a very good opportunity for us to get high profile individuals that are consumers or, or trade customers to come to the distillery and to taste our our whiskies.
0: You have a double benefit. You have very pleasant whiskies, but you also have a unique and very attractive site, a very attractive distillery.
3: We have and it, it's been here quite a while now since 1990 but it's not really well known and even in some of the Scotch whisky books it's either not in the books it's misnamed it's sometimes called the Glen Trommy Distillery it's always been called Speyside Distillery so it's something that is not well known but that's mainly the fault of the previous owner who preferred it to be that way, so we want to change it. It's never going to be a commercially accessible distillery, but we'd like for the private groups and the key people in the trade to understand it more, because it is so
0: beautiful. It's still not open to the public, but you can now buy tickets in Aviemore and be taken by coach to the distillery. At the time of recording, the shop in Aviemore was still to be finally fitted out, but John was confident it would be ready in time for this year's festival. We've now got
3: tours at the distillery. We have a, a license to sell product at the distillery that was never in place before. We're just about to invest in a, a retail hub, if you like, uh, and a whiskey and art and gin development in, in Aviemore, which will then serve to act as, as signposts, if you like, for people who are interested in whiskies and gins in this part of the valley. So that will be work that we'll do in conjunction as well with the Spirit of Speyside Festival. So it'll be an information point. People will go there and ask about gins or whiskies, some of which will be ours, some of which will be others. Uh, so we just want to promote the area for spirits, for whiskies and gins and, and, and food, foodstuffs.
0: He's also well aware of other attractions locally and making the most of them.
3: We're doing golf, spare golf at the Board of Garden, and we've got a relationship with the steam train.
0: Tell me more about that.
3: The steam train is is iconic in Abbeymore to Broomhill, Hill, and we do tastings and light snacks on the train as the the VIPs, as the customers, enjoy the journey.
0: Across in Dufftown, the famous whiskey shop in the centre of town is also ready for the festival. This year it's organising almost 10% of the 500 events that John Blythe mentioned, the shop was taken over relatively recently by Mike Lord, and he takes his responsibility to the festival seriously.
4: Well, the festival is really important to the shop, but it's also very important to the area to make Spaceside, put it on the map for all whisky drinkers and make sure it's a, a destination of choice for people to come to and make sure that the spirit the Festival is the whisky festival in Europe, if not the world. So give me an idea of the kind of events that you yourself organise we like to put a range of different events in that would appeal to different people for different levels of knowledge. We also like to do a lot of fun things, you know, don't take ourselves too seriously. So we do quite a bit of food, pairing whiskey with food. On the fun side, we've been searching for the last eight years to find the best whiskey to go with a bacon roll and the best single malt whiskey to go with haggis. We Is there? Th- Well, Haggis, Glen Scotia 15, has been the reigning champion for a number of years now, so we might have to substitute that out because it just keeps on winning. The bacon one varies a bit, but currently it's split between uh, Glenrothes Vintage Reserve and Aaron LaCranza.
0: They sound pretty sophisticated whiskies to go with. A bacon roll and haggis.
4: <laughs> well, you know, it's as it's, it's much about the whisky as about the food, but it's just what seems to have worked. We have found uh, and over these years that uh, a bourbon-cast whisky, one with a bit of flavour and complexity, goes really well with a bacon roll. Sherry-cast whiskies with haggis, that seems to be it.
0: But it's not all so light-hearted. We do a more formal meal,
4: teaming up with the Downs Hotel, a five-course gourmet meal. And we select a whisky to go with each course, but also we get the guests to select a whisky as well. And we pair the two up and taste them blind with the course and then see which one people prefer. It's a lot of fun as well as um, bringing out that more serious side of the complexity of flavours that can be brought out from the whisky and also from the dish as well in the combination.
0: One of the first of the big whisky producers to sign up to support the festival was Shiva's Brothers. All but one of its distilleries is on site. many of which, but not all, are open to the public. Anne Miller, an international brand ambassador for the company, is also a director of the festival.
5: Shivers Brothers has always seen it as a very important opportunity for us to be part of this festival. Our distilleries are almost all based here in Speyside. They are situated here in Speyside. So the Speyside style is very much part of what we do. And celebrating that to visitors from far and wide has always been seen as something that we wanted to do. So we've embraced this opportunity. We were one of the first companies to do so, and we have done so consistently in a very significant way.
0: Now, one of the attractions for visitors to the festival specifically is that some of the distilleries are normally not open to the public, but they do get access.
5: Yes, and so I am very fortunate that working with my, Alan Winchester, the master distiller, and his team of distillery managers, I have been able to offer opportunities for people to do managers' tours so that they can go behind the scenes with the benefit of a distillery manager or his deputy, showing them round, giving them the background information about the distillery all the facts and figures, all the technical details, and, of course, ending with a dram. And these are distilleries which we don't generally have the opportunity to show to any members of the public or any visitors at all. So Glentochers, which we'd never opened before, which is a distillery which is run as a traditional distillery, still with no computer at all, and then also Longhorn tourmore. There will also be a manager's tour of Avalar Distillery, so that will be something different.
0: Other distilleries in the group may disagree but the best-known brand is the Glenlivet, and notes the definite article in its name. Master distiller Alan Winchester says that Shiva's brothers make a point of offering something of interest to all whisky lovers, and that includes the aficionados who want to take a look behind the scenes.
6: We have tours at some of the distilleries that we don't normally open to the public. A loft in Munich is quite a new distillery in the site of the former imperial. It's just over three years. Long Morn distillery, Tormor distillery... These are distilleries that are not normally open to the public, so this is a chance for somebody to get in, speak to somebody that makes the whisky at the distillery and see it. Now, that fills the role of the aficiados because we have many returning guests who are near friends to the spirit of Speyside because they've came so long, they stay in the area, they're always looking for something different
0: to broaden their knowledge. He argues that is now a vital part in the life of the Glenlivet distillery.
6: It's important for the Glenlivet because we've always been involved in the Whiskey Festival. My colleague Ann Miller does a lot of organisation for the Spirit of Speyside Whiskey Festival, along with her work as an international brand manager for the Glenlivet and very many other products in the Chivas family, like Abelauer, etc., Valentine's Whiskey. So it's a way of reaching out to the wider public. It's a festival that celebrates being Speyside. And I think that's quite important, that we as a, an industry and competitors work together to put on a, a festival.
5: We have a long history, legally back to 1824. It goes back further than that. George Smith was busy making his whiskey hidden away in the hillside. So we've got a lot of history to draw on, and we want to bring that to life, explain where the Glenlivet came from, but that doesn't mean we're not up to date, too. So we need to move with the times. We are constantly adding new expressions to our ranges, giving people new reasons why they might want to taste them and to try them out. New facets of this duel which is the Speyside single malt, that uh, has such a long and intriguing history.
0: Indeed, there's one unique aspect, which visitors won't see anywhere else.
5: They will have the opportunity to see the small still, which was the sort of still that was used by the smugglers in the old days, hidden away under the trees outside run by some of our distillery operators so that um, they will get a taste of the spirit as straight as it comes off the still, which is something that you can't do anywhere else.
0: In its 19 years, the Spirit of Spayside Festival has transformed the tourist sector for the whole of, not just Spayside, but this whole corner of north-east Scotland. And as John Blythe, the festival manager, acknowledges, this is now very much an event on the international calendar. Back in 2017, the festival
1: welcomed 52 different nationalities to the festival, which is just simply amazing. Ticket launched this year, back in February, and during our analysis of who was clicking through onto our website. Well over 90 different nationalities clicking through onto the website. Now, I don't know how that will translate into the actual ticket sales. We'll we'll see come festival. Certainly that's very encouraging stats from our point of view to to recognise that this juggernaut that is the spirit of Speyside Whiskey Festival is rippling out to the furthest reaches of the world and promoting this this great message of whisky and Speyside in general.
0: Standing on the banks of the Spey, it's easy to get caught up in the magic of this river. Loch Spey, its source, is far away, almost at the southern end of Loch Ness, and as it crosses the country, its waters seem to pick up something which helps make the whiskies of this region different, special, with a unique flavour. The spirit of Speyside Festival's aim is to help the world of whisky lovers understand just what this river means to their understanding of this golden spirit. Five days in May may not be enough to satisfy their curiosity, so bring on Distilled in the Autumn.